0: Hey everybody, Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. I want to welcome you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. This is where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Now if you're already retired, you're getting close, and you have been sacrificing, you've been saving into a retirement account, like an IRA, a 401k, then this is the show for you, because I'm here to talk about money. I am going to teach you about all six of the core areas of financial planning, like risk management, cash management, investment concepts, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to rotate these topics each and every month, and over time, you're going to learn how to build an amazing plan for retirement. One of the most important things you're going to learn is how to create an income stream that's safe predictable and can increase every year no matter what the market does and what better kind of income stream is there than tax-free income that's right I want to teach you how to achieve tax freedom in retirement so that you don't have to worry about when Uncle Sam comes in starts changing all the rules and coming for your retirement savings just because he can't balance his own checkbook or afford all of his unfunded promises most people would agree that taxes really only have one way to go in the future, and that is up. So learning how to control future taxation on your retirement accounts is key. You see folks, I'm the owner of Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, which is an independent, registered investment advisory firm, and we specialize in retirement income strategies for people who are currently retired or are getting close. And for over 22 years, I've helped people just like you plan for an amazing retirement. And I've been talking about it now live on the air for almost 12 years. And what I have found is that most people worry in retirement. What do they worry about? They worry about income. They worry about healthcare, inflation, the stock market bouncing around like a stinking roller coaster, and higher taxes. So if you're feeling this way, Trust me. It is normal. But I do want to say this. You can control those fears. And the best way to do it is with a plan. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you build that plan and help guide you through this giant puzzle-like maze that we call Retirement. But you need to remember that retirement planning isn't just a one time thing. No, no. You need to review your planning each and every year, update it, and sometimes change it to even match your current and long term goals. Okay, we are in the month of March 2023, and this month we're talking about investment management and specifically investment concepts. And today I'm going to be talking about investing for retirement versus investing in retirement so depending on your current age and how close to retiring that you are or maybe you're already retired the way you invest in the investments themselves Will be different. They need to be different. So I'm going to work my way down a timeline and I'm going to give you some different things to consider as you build out your plan. I'm also going to be opening up my old mailbag and get into a couple of recent Facebook posts that I really liked from a couple of my retirement groups that I'm a part of. Next, I'll head into my IRA FAQs because I've got a really interesting topic about being careful where you get your financial information. Then I'm going to wrap up the show with some action items that you can implement right away throughout the show you're going to have the opportunity to receive a free copy of my book retirement planning 101 by visiting patrickmcnally.com and while you're there schedule a free 30-minute strategy call with me personally and i'll be glad to answer any of your retirement planning questions all right guys we got a lot to get to and here's what you do next i want you to refill your coffee grab your pen and notepad and i'll be back in just a minute don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute, but I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, a simple guide to navigating retirement. It's eight chapters, packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website, again, is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. This is Patrick McNally. I'm your host. This is Retirement Lifestyles, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Now, if you're just joining us, um, we're gonna about to kick off the show here, um, or maybe you're listening to it um, on a podcast, kind of wondering, like, why is he taking breaks? And it sounds like he's coming back on the air. Well, it's a live show, and then the podcast is just a, I'm playing my live show. But anyway, just want to kind of make that... Uh, Make that clear, but we are in the month of March 2023 and we're in our section of investment concepts. And this week on the show, I'm talking about investing for retirement versus investing in retirement. And it may not sound like a big difference, but those two little words, one's for, one's in, is a huge deal when it comes to the type of investments that you end up choosing to use in retirement. And so, what I plan on doing today in this segment is kind of taking a walk down a little bit of a timeline. And I want to point out some different age, I mean, kind of trigger points, if you will, throughout history, well, throughout time, throughout a person's life, essentially. Because there are some definite ages that stand out more than others and some, some crucial time periods that you need to be making some decisions. And that's going to kind of lead us down a talk about how you do your investing throughout your working career versus kind of that interim period, I like to say about five years or less, to that retirement date, and then once you get to retirement. Because you need to be, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just going to come right out and say it, you have to invest differently in retirement than you did when you were working. Um, that's just how it's going to work, and so I'm going to break that down for you guys. Um, before I do, I want to do mention that throughout the show, I'm going to give you a chance to download a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101. You can do that real simply by visiting patrickmcnally.com. And um, as a listener of the show and the podcast, want to give you a free copy of my book, so you can do that again at patrickmcnally.com. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, so when I look at different ages throughout Life, let's say Um, there's a number of them that, that really tend to stand out. You know, you've got your you know, you got kids and then you've got you're going into teenage years. And for parents, you know, who have who have kids, you may be looking at 529 plans and stuff like that. You're thinking about college. One of these days, these kids that go out to college, they graduate, I'm going through that right now. My, my oldest is uh, heading into college right now, kind of creepy, but um, that's where we are. One of these days, she's going to get her first real job, you know, and maybe that's between the ages of 21, 25-ish, you know, when you really start to make that first kind of real career, if you will. And you kind of get your first dose of being introduced to a four hundred one k. I am just going to use four hundred one k kind of as a blanket retirement plan. Now, obviously, it depends on your uh, on where you work. You know, you work for a hospital, might be a nonprofit, so you've got a four hundred three b. You know, you might be uh, you know working for the police department or the fire department. You might have a four fifty seven, something like that. These plans are very, very, very similar. There is a few nuances here and there. I am not going to break it down on this show, but for just for this talk. I'm going to use the phrase 401k to talk about your retirement plan at work. Okay, fair enough? Cool. So you get introduced to this investment plan at work, and hopefully you you do get introduced to it early on so that you can start, because one of the most important things that you can be doing is saving early, saving often. Um, I would often say actually make it hurt a little bit if you can get to a point where you're saving 20 to 25 percent of your paycheck and you can make that a disciplined habit from day one you are gonna be in an amazing amazing uh, situation you're gonna have you're, you're just gonna it's gonna be a whole lot better once you get to retirement but nonetheless it's start with something if you can start with one percent bump it to two bump it to five bump it to ten. You know, do what you need to do to start saving in that account and giving what you have to do, what you have to have in retirement is time. Oftentimes you hear people talk about timing the market. That's not what it's about. It's about time in the market. That's how the magic works. You know, in this month right now, and in, in the year 2023, the market's kind of beating a lot of people up. It's like riding a crazy roller coaster right now. 2022 was brutal. Market was down almost 20% at the end of the year. When I say market, you can, you know, talk about the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones, but it was down. Um, we started off the, the year pretty good. Now we're back down again. So it's kind of up and down. But guess what, guys? It's going to go back up. That's what the market does, given enough time. But every time the market goes down, people kind of freak out. But I would tell you this, if you are listening right now and you're, you know, you're maybe in that time period, you're in your 20s, your 30s, 40s, I would say, and you you've got 20 plus years to retirement, now is the time to be investing in the market. You want to put more money if you can. The market's down, that's when you should be buying. A lot of people think that no, oh, this is the worst time, I should be pulling all my money out. No, 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 no. No, the old golden rule of investing is buying low, selling high. So this is a great time to be in. But we're at this age group, you know, this this time of your life where you're putting money into the market. What should you be investing in? You know, you're in your early 20s, maybe your 30s and 40s. This is where you take risk, guys. This is where you're not looking at bonds. You're not looking at money market accounts. You're not looking at, you know, those types of cash accounts, Um You've got you've got access to mutual funds, you've got access to ETFs in your 401k. You want you want to be looking at you know equities. You want to be looking at stocks, big stocks, medium-sized stocks, international stocks, domestic stocks. You want to be building a portfolio within your 401k that's going to maximize your chances of success over time. Because you've got to think about it this way. You're not touching this money for 30% years at least. I mean if you're 25, you may not be touching this thing for 40 years. Think about that for a second. That is a long time to to let this market compound and that's the magic of the market is giving it time to to compound interest over time and you consistently put that money in from your check every single month or every two weeks, whatever it is, consistently putting that money in, put that money in, put that money in and let that thing grow over time. But you need to be taking the risk right now. This is the time to take it because guess what's going to happen throughout the next 40 years? Market's going to tank. It might tank three or four times. That's what the market does. It's almost like I I always try to come up with a good comparison for people sometimes, and the one I come up with is like pruning, right? You prune roses. You know, you have to prune. When you prune something, it comes back stronger, but it kind of hurts. You cut it back. It has to go back a few steps to move forward. That's what the market does. Market kind of has a pruning every few years. Um, But I'll tell you this. Throughout history, the market always goes up. Given enough time, the market will always go up. That's what it's there for. Otherwise, why invest in it? Why take the risk that it takes to, you know, with your money in, in order to grow? That's what the market's for. It's to take those risks. And, and that's that's that time age. 25-ish to I would say about 50-55. So an interesting thing happens at age 50. This is another one of those time um, time periods where where things happen specifically with retirement accounts, you get something that's called catch up. And you get what's called a catch up contribution. What happens is in your 401k, you're allowed to put in um, a certain amount of money and a certain amount changes every year. Hopefully you get a match from your employer as well. And which is basically free money. So sometimes people say, well, how much should I put in my 401k? Okay, at the I want you to put in as much as you possibly can. But at the minimum. Put in enough to get the match from your employer because it's free money. It only makes sense to do that. So definitely put in the match. But once you get to age 50, you know, a lot of times people kind of, they kind of blink and say, oh my God, I'm 50. Kind of coming up pretty close to that myself. But a lot of th- a lot of times people go, man, I need to. I'm kind of behind on my investing, and it's very normal. We we like I said, I've been doing this for 22 years and talked to thousands of people about retirement, and so a lot of people sometimes feel like they get behind the eight ball a little bit. They feel like they're behind. They're like, wow, I've only got, geez, maybe 12 or 15 more years, and I'm retiring. It kind of like a wake-up call a little bit. So the government was nice enough to say, you know what? Okay, we've kind of capped you on how much you can put into your retirement accounts. We're going to give you a little bit extra. So they give you what's called catch-up contributions. So that can definitely help. And a lot of times people, when they get to 50, 52, 53, right in that age group, they're kind of at that peak earning years um, in their job. Most of the times, a lot of times, the kids are out of the house. So they're kind of empty nesters and they've got more, they've got more money. And so that can be a really good thing, especially when you're, you're you're saving, because if you've got those extra funds, you can be putting those to work for you with those catch-up contributions. Okay, let's fast forward a few more years, and we're going to kind of get to that time frame of like 55 to 60, and this is usually kind of a time period where people kind of start thinking seriously about retirement. They start saying, you know what? Maybe this is kind of a transition period where I need to start thinking of making some changes to my portfolio. Do I need to take this much risk? You know, if you're five years or less to retiring, this is a really good time where you can be reallocating your portfolio. Now, I will say this, I'm going to take a step back. I would tell people every single year you need to look at how you're invested. You may need to make some some changes here and there, um, in 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 those in those earlier years. But I just I'm, I'm certainly not going to tell you to be putting money in bonds or cash or anything like that because you're just not gonna you're not gonna make any money that way. But once you get to about 55 to 60, this kind of this kind of transitionary period, I would say, hey, maybe it's time to, you know. Sell some of the equities in the portfolio, reallocate to to maybe a cash position for por- portion of it, maybe a bond position, get some of that bond interest, but be looking at taking more of a conservative approach to the investments. Um, when you get to about age fifty nine, that's when people really start kind of having a target date to retirement, and whether that's age sixty two, if you're looking at maybe taking Social Security early. Uh, which is fine. Um, That can work for some people. Um, Sometimes people don't have a choice but to take it early from medical condition or something like that. But really, when you get to about 59, you start making some choices. Here's one choice that I've seen a lot of people make, and this doesn't apply to everybody. But once you're 59 and a half, that's actually the age where you are allowed to start taking money out of your retirement accounts. You'll be taxed, but you won't be penalized. Um, There are a few different types of retirement plans where you can avoid that as well. But in a 401k, for example, you know, 59 and a half, that's when you can typically start taking money out of accounts um, without being penalized. It's also an opportunity for some people to do what's called an in-service distribution or an in-service rollover. I like that term better because you're not actually taking the money out to spend. And what happens is a lot of times companies have a, a provision in their rules of their plan that will allow you to roll over your 401k to an IRA before you retire. And that can actually help a lot of people sometimes. It can put them in a position to where they can maybe have access to different investments that they didn't have in their 401k. And if you've been in a 401k for a while then you know this to be true. You're kind of limited. To the different choices that you have inside of the plan. Most 401ks that I've seen have anywhere from 30 to maybe 50 different choices of funds um, or bond accounts or cash accounts, things like that to choose from to build your portfolio out. Well, guys, there's there's a whole wide world of investment options out there uh, that you don't have in a 401k. And so one thing to consider is maybe if you're not planning on retiring from your job till you're maybe 65, 66, 67. Maybe you're gonna hold out to take Social Security at your full Social Security retirement age. Maybe that's 67. So let's say you've got maybe six, seven years left to to work, but you wanna you wanna maximize your investments a little a little better. You wanna be have more flexibility in how you invest. You may want to explore with your employer whether or not you have the option to do an in-service rollover. And then, then you put it into your IRA. There's, it's not a taxable event. You roll over your 401k away from your employer, put it into now you're in control of your own IRA, and you open, you're open open now to the world of investments. You may want to hire a financial advisor to help you with that. Maybe not. Maybe you like doing it yourself. That's fine. But the point is that you now have access to a whole lot of different ways to invest now that you're at this point of maybe being 5 plus year, maybe five years or less to retiring, you may want to do some different things than just mutual funds or ETFs inside of your 401k. So 59 and a half is a, is a big age for a lot of people who are kind of in that retirement planning area. It's also a window to start looking at your social security. You know, should you take it early? Should you wait? Um, you know, that's, that's, you need to run those numbers, decide for yourself. Um, I'm kind of a big believer in, in, you know, taking taking the money when you can. Social Security's got some issues. You know, they tell us in, in 2034 that basically Social Security is only going to be able to pay out about 80% of scheduled benefits, which means most people aren't looking at a 20% pay cut to their Social Security check. So I'm like, dang, you should maybe consider taking it when you can. And then you look at crossover periods of like, well, if I take it early versus when I wait, is the cost of waiting worth you know, how long, what's that crossover? And honestly, it's, it's usually about 15 to 20 years. You kind of see that crossover period. And a lot of people are like, geez, I don't even know if I'm going to live that long. So personally, I'm a believer in taking it when you can, but you got to remember there's some some caveats there. If you take it early, but you still want to work, you could be penalized um, if you make over a certain amount. So you definitely want to sit down with, with an advisor, talk about the tax implications, you know, talk about the different things that that, uh, you know, that obviously the cons of taking it early. But let's say you want to wait till you're 67 at full retirement age. That, you know, then you don't have to worry about about any of that. 65, you're looking at Medicare. Um, that's one of the big ages there. Um, because really between the ages of 60 and 65, if you retire early, and let's say you need health care, it is one of the most, I mean, not, not let's say if you need it, you're going to need some type of health insurance. It is one of the most expensive, Times to be buying health insurance, and so a lot of people will wait till they're only 65 to be eligible for Medicare, um, and then walk away from their benefits. So there's these are key ages in here, guys. Um, not only from an investment standpoint, but but you know health health insurance, Social Security, and then you start looking at you know required distributions, which which changed again this year thanks to uh, Secure Act 2.0. Um, now you don't have to take a required distribution until you're 73 years old, which is pretty cool. So you have that much longer before the government starts making you take money out of your accounts. Um, and so those are some of the, the big main ages. Now, what about investing in retirement different from say your 401k guys in retirement, you have to have a mind shift. And I've talked about this on, on past shows, but you really have to have a mind shift from growth to income. Now, I'm not saying growth isn't important in retirement. You still want your portfolio to grow. You still want it to earn interest. You want to always have some, uh, at least a portion of your portfolio in the market because that's what's going to beat inflation over the long period of time. Now, obviously, I hear you out there going, yeah, but inflation's 8% right now. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't for the last 25 years. It was like 1.5%. And the market you know, just crushes that. So that's why I believe, you definitely want to have at least a portion in equities now, but you may want to consider things like annuities. Um, I'm not a big bond fan, especially because of interest rates right now. Um, the other thing too is bonds. Yeah, they do pay you, they do pay you the interest, um, but the principal doesn't grow. You get your principal back um, or you could lose some of your principal if interest rates continue to go up. That's possible as well but what i you know the the cool thing about annuities they could be maybe a bond um what sort i'm looking for like a bond replacement if you will and the only reason to really consider annuities would be for a guaranteed income perspective. If you're looking for something that's going to be guaranteed, it may be something to consider. But you got to be careful as well. Um, annuities can be have different kinds of fees, and you know they lock your money up for certain time periods. So if they're used appropriately, they can be a really, really good tool in retirement, along with you know having some of your money in income-producing assets. And that was my big piece in. Um, That I'm gonna kind of end on is having a mind shift. When when you're in a 401k and you've got that 30, 40 years to invest, you want it to grow, 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 right? Because you're getting a paycheck to pay your bills. You're not pulling money out of your savings to get your income. But now you're in retirement. You have to have an income mindset, okay? So you want to be investing in different investments that provide income. And mutual funds and ETFs might not be the best way to do that because. You have to sell parts of your investments to get the income that you need. I hope that helped, guys. That's my my investing for retirement versus investing in retirement. I'm going to go to a quick break here. But again, if you want a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, just visit PatrickMcNally.com. Grab you a copy there. You can also schedule a phone call with me if you want to talk any further about uh, this topic right here. I'll be back in two minutes. We're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show today. I'll be back in just a few minutes, but if you haven't had the chance to get your free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, this is a great time to do it. Well, unless you're driving. <laughs> in that case, remember this website and visit it when you get home patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. This book has all the tips and strategies that I talk about each week on the show. It's eight easy to read chapters that you can probably finish in a few short hours and then implement right away. I show you how to set up a predictable, safe and consistent retirement income, how to understand what rates of return you need to protect your life savings, how to plan ahead for the major proposed cuts to your social security checks and much more. Consider this book, your personal guide to navigating retirement safely. Order your free copy today at patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Say it with me one more time, patrickmcnally.com. Okay, guys, we are back at it. We are in our next segment here. And I'm going to be working through kind of three different things in this next segment. But before we launch into it, um, if you're just joining us, thank you for uh, for listening to the show. It's Retirement Lifestyles. I am your host, Patrick McNally. And uh, if you would like a free copy of my book as a listener of the show, I'd love to give it to you. All you got to do is visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com, and you'll find that it's right there on the front page. I'm just putting a little bit of information. We will get you a copy of that book. Again, as a thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can also schedule a free thirty-minute phone call with me if you got questions about your retirement, if you're getting close, or if you're already retired. You've been retired for a while and just want to make sure uh, you're on the right track. A lot of questions right now about the economy, inflation, some big concerns. Um, one of the biggest ones recently was uh, one of our major, one of the major banks going down. You know how 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 did that happen? What's going on with that? Um, So anyway, if you want to do that, you can reserve a phone call with me. would love to hear from you. In this segment, I'm going to be talking about my mailbag segment, which is where I always want to bring in um, some questions, comments, some cool stuff from some Facebook groups that I'm a part of. And I've got two today, um, two people that have, have given me permission to share Uh, Their posts, which really stood out to me this last week, so I wanted to bring those on. And then I'm going to get into my IRA FAQ segment, where which is specifically to IRAs. I answer questions about about you know specific questions about IRAs, or um, oftentimes I come across an article or a topic um, that I think is really interesting. And this one kind of popped popped up. Be careful when you get your. Be careful where you get your financial information in the day and age of internet and even Facebook groups, even radio shows, you know, depending on where you get your info, just being careful. So I want to walk through that a little bit. And then if I have time, from last week, we talked specifically about uh, the different types of investments that you can be using um, obviously, this is a retirement show, so I, I 99% of the time talk specifically about investments in retirement. I broke down what is a stock, what is a bond, what is a mutual fund, what is an ETF, things like that, and got um, got a couple of questions if I could potentially go deeper into the difference between mutual funds and ETFs. And so I'm going to try to reserve a little bit of time at the end of this segment, to loop back to last week's show and talk a little bit more in detail about that. Now, if you missed the show last week, um, it, it is available in a few different ways. You can always go to patrickmcnally.com. Up in the top right hand corner, you can click on podcast, and uh, the show, the last, I think, 10 shows are on there. But if you do listen to podcasts, if you are on iTunes or Google, Amazon, Spotify, Um, wherever, really wherever you listen to podcasts, just, uh, just search retirement lifestyles with Patrick McNally and you'll find the shows you can subscribe to that and it'll update you because as you know, or maybe you don't know, um, this is a live radio show every Saturday morning, been doing it for 12 years. In Northern California, um, but I do podcast it, and I, you know it goes all over the world. So there's a number of different ways you can catch the show. So if you wanted to catch the one about specific investments, would would uh, would be great to to go back to last week and listen to it. But let's launch into the mailbag, and there's a couple of groups that you've probably heard me mention this before. I'm bringing this up on my computer here, and. I've been a part of these groups on Facebook for a couple of years now. One of my favorites is called Retire- retired or thinking retirement. And if you're on Facebook, I would encourage you to uh, to ask to join. It's a private group, so you got to know somebody. No, I'm teasing. Just uh, just just ask, and they should let you in. But there's about twenty-seven thousand members on this group, and it's really cool. And it, you know, every day. People will get on here and, and pose a question or post a comment or a funny cartoon or just all retirement-based information, but not all financial-based information. And many of you know I've been doing this for 22 years, and a lot of the questions, a lot of the comments that come up on, on these groups, you can, you can really kind of see a cycle that a lot of people are thinking the same things. And so what I like to do is I like to reach out every once in a while to some of the people on the group, um, some people that I've made friends with in the group, and just get permission and say, hey, I really liked your post. Would it be okay if I shared it on the show? Because I think the topic would benefit a lot of other people. And I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing or asking the same questions. And so this first one, um, I don't don't ever mention names, so I won't do that. But this first one kind of deals with part time work in retirement. And she said this, One week, or 11 weeks to retirement, just got a phone call from my supervisor's supervisor asking me to stay on part-time, only doing one aspect of the job I was doing. I would pick my hours, and I'm thinking of doing it. I was worried about money, so this will help with that worry. I can take off weeks at a time. It's all up to me. I've worked for this organization for 34 years, and I love my supervisor. Would you do it? What a great question, and, um, and hopefully she's listening, so thank you for, for asking, the, you know, for, pose, for posting this. I get this question all the time for a lot of people who are close to retiring. You know, the old form of retirement was basically, you know, work for, you know, in this case, 34 years or work for 40 years, and, and then all of a sudden, it's done, right? You're just kind of expected to be like, ah, that's it. I'm done, that can oftentimes freak people out by doing that. And to go from 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, I mean, you fill in the blank. I, I don't know how much you worked. To go from something you've been doing maybe Monday through Friday, the same routine, whatever, nine to five. You remember that old, that old movie, working nine to five. So you get used to doing something over and over again. It kind of becomes your identity. So it's very normal. And I would say, you know, don't feel bad if you're feeling this way, especially if you're getting close to retirement and you're kind of like seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, um, it's going to be over here pretty quick. What do I do? Like even your internal alarm clock, like most people, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I don't even use an alarm clock. My body literally just wakes me up because I've been doing it the same for 35 years. And so a lot of people sometimes just kind of wake up and they go, hmm, what do I do now? So I don't want to say this is kind of a new thing that's been happening, but a lot of times we will talk with potential clients and clients and they're saying, maybe we phase into retirement. And it's kind of become a little little bit of a buzzword. I use it more often than not these days. Um, Phasing into retirement is basically like a mini retirement. It's can you work part time? Can you maybe find a different job where you control your hours? Maybe you go from 40 hours a week to 20, to 10. Maybe you can take a month off and then come back. Who knows? But there's, I think there's options available to you out there. And in this case, she's got a great opportunity to stay with her same company that she's been with for 34 years. She knows everybody there. She's got friends there. She loves her supervisor, so obviously her, her you know, Uh, Her hierarchy above her is is great to work with. You know, that's, geez, that's a blessing in and of itself. Um, A lot of times people will be going to hear like, I hate my boss. I can't wait to be done. Well, in this situation, I'd say go for it. I would say absolutely go for it, especially if it's going to help you not worry um, about money in retirement. The last thing you want to do in retirement is be worried about your income, period. Because in retirement, it's all about the income. You have to plan for that, and that might include having some part-time work. But if it's work you enjoy, if it's with people you enjoy, if it's with a boss you enjoy, absolutely do it. And especially if you've got the flexibility to be able to say, man, I can take the next couple of weeks off. Sweet. Heck, I'm going to use the, the 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 part-time work paycheck to go on a cruise, you know, whatever that looks like. But I think that... that um, you know, she asked the question, would you do it? My answer is yes, I would. I would definitely do it. And, you know, I'm, I got about 25 more years to retirement, but, you know, once I get there, maybe not that long, geez, I think it's closer than that. I've been probably saying that for 22 years on the air now, or 12 years on the air, 22 years doing this job. See, I can't even keep up with time now. It's going so fast. But anyway, I think that if you can get yourself into a situation where you can be flexible with work and the money can kind of help round off some of the edges to give you the peace of mind that you want in retirement, I say go for it. I think it's awesome. So great post. Okay, number two, um, this gentleman, uh, this one's kind of talking about getting some cold feet when getting close to retirement. And I, I hear this all the time from people, very normal. And let me bring it up here. And he says, Okay, I was so sure I had a plan. I've said for years I was filing for Social Security as soon as I could. I had most of the calculators saying we should be okay. We've scaled our budget back over the years, cutting out frivolous spending. Fast forward, I'll be 62 in May and now have cold feet. The calculators aren't as comforting as they were in the past. No major downturns specific to us, only the roller coaster we are all on. I'm assuming it's kind of normal for this to happen, question mark. Any advice how to get past this mental blockade? Back to the calculators. Ha ha. Thanks ahead of time. Man, what a great question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, this is very, a very normal feeling to have, um, very normal question, get it all the time and especially, you know, when you're, you're getting pretty close to retiring, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they second guess it. They start saying to themselves, man, I, am I actually ready? And you can look at all the calculators that you want. And your calcu- the calculators, I tell you to do that. Run the numbers. R- put a plan together. Absolutely. But still, at the end of the day, even with a plan, you can still be nervous. Imagine if you didn't have a plan. I see that a lot too, you guys. That's why I'm so big on planning. You have to have a plan in retirement. But even if you have a plan, those emotions, those feelings the cold feet like he says very normal to have that and so what i would what i would say is a couple things you can definitely do here run your numbers again update your numbers market's been kind of naughty you know the last year you're you know going on into this year as well make sure you know you've got your your numbers there make sure you got updated social security numbers review your plan now if you're still feeling kind of kind of nervous about it maybe going back to that first post is there maybe something you could do to go to work part-time, transition into retirement? Maybe not just cut it right off. Depending on your situation, you may be like, I am done. I got to get away from this. Okay, retire from that job. But could you maybe find something else, you know, to maybe fill in the gaps? Again, if you, maybe maybe getting that paycheck or a, or a part-time paycheck not only helps fill in some of the gaps of the income, but also could help fill in some of the gaps of the emotions. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, if a lot of people, when you get used to a paycheck, let's face it, you know, if you're working 40, 50 years, you're used to a paycheck and you've been sacrificing money, you've been putting money into your savings, you haven't been taking money out because you've had a paycheck to pay your bills. Now you're about to face the reality that you are no longer getting a paycheck. Now you've got to make your own paycheck and that can freak people out. And it's very normal to freak people out. That's why you got to have a plan. You got to look at your investments. You got to understand what do I need to earn on my investments each and every year to get the income that I need in retirement? How can I pull money from my investments without depleting the principal? How do I invest in retirement? Like I said in the first segment, it's going to be different when you're in retirement than when you were getting to retirement. Totally different mindset. You got to be focused on income, not just growth. It's not that growth isn't important. I said this before, but growth becomes secondary. You got to focus on the income. And so that may be something that that uh, that you could do. I'm saying kind of to this gentleman right now, you know, how do you get past this mental blockade? Review your plan and consider maybe doing some part-time work. I don't know if you can do that with your current job. It'd be great maybe if you like like your boss, you like what you're doing, you know, maybe you can scale it back, have some flexibility there. I'd find out. Or maybe just consider doing something, you know, on the side. But you need to remember this too: if you're if you're retiring at 62, taking Social Security, and you want to continue to work, you're limited to how much income you can earn talk to your tax person about that that number changes a little bit each year but it's right about it's right around twenty thousand dollars don't quote me on that i'm not a tax person there's my there's my little disclaimer talk to your tax person before you do that so you're prepared to understand you know how much money you can actually bring in without being being penalized on your social security check good stuff guys um really thankful to uh to these two uh individuals and uh, who are in this group with me. And I'm going to highly encourage you listeners out there, if you know, you're know you on Facebook and uh, you want to be part of some of these groups, I think it could really help a lot of people at the end of the day. All right. I've left a little bit of time here. I've got about five minutes left in this segment. And I've left a little bit of time. Oh, I was going to do my IRA FAQ. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm going to take this time. I'm going I'm to back burner the IRA FAQ Which is be careful when you know where you get your info. I want to talk about the ETFs and mutual funds. I did get some some questions about going deeper with that, so I'm 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 going to do that for the remainder of our time here. So last week, um, the the main topic was you know the different investments that you have to choose from. And I walk through, you know, what's a stock, what's a bond, what's a mutual fund, what's an ETF, stuff like that. So again, if you missed that, um, it is on the website now. You can go to patrickmcnally.com, uh, click on the podcast, and it's it's the first one there. It was just last week, so you can listen to it. Uh, but I wanna break down the difference between the ETFs and the mutual funds again and give you kind of a few examples of why I I think ETFs are way better than mutual funds, to be honest. Um, But again, within the context of where are you at with your, you know, with your investing journey, you know what I mean? So let me, I'm going to grab my notes here In. So, both, both ETFs, which stands for Exchange Traded Fund, that's you know, just one of those fancy $25 financial advisor words, ETF. Um, but I know you've heard of them. You've heard the commercials, you know, get 200 ETFs, you know, whoever, for you know, low cost trading, all this stuff. ETFs have just risen huge. I mean, tr- billions of dollars in the last 10, 15 years. People going away from mutual funds. Well, why would they do that? Because mutual funds are expensive, mutual funds are pretty rigid when you own a mutual fund, it's like owning a giant basket of stocks. But what you got to remember is that you don't actually own the stock inside of the fund, you own a percentage of the fund itself, because you're sharing that fund with millions of other people. It's like a giant community swimming pool. Well, guess what, when you share everything with everybody else in that pool, you're sharing tat you could be sharing the taxes, you could be sharing all kinds of stuff. Now, if you got mutual funds inside your 401k, what you want to specifically know is, what is it costing you to own that fund? Because Because there's all kinds of little bitty fees and stuff inside of mutual funds expense ratio i mean that's the fund that goes to paying the fund manager you know it could be one percent could be one and a half percent could be you know just depends on what kind of a fund it is um how much of the fund is being turned over each and every year what that means is how often is that fund manager selling you know stocks inside the fund and replacing it with other ones there's a cost to that and guess who pays it Yep, you do. So you got to understand what the turnover cost is inside of that. Are there, any, are there any commissions or loads to brokers or anything like that? If you own mutual funds outside of an IRA, say with a, a big brokerage house like an Edward Jones or, you know, I, I don't like pointing out big, I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, some of the big companies out there, you know, you got to understand, are there any commissions? Because a lot of financial advisors out there, they'll sell you a mutual fund because they could get a two, three, four, five 5% commission right up front right out of your pocket and you got to know that and that's called a front load there's also back-end loads when you go to sell that fund is there a commission to a broker so you have all these fees that's what it comes down to also you're res- restricted on how often you can sell the fund a mutual fund you can only sell once per day and it's at the end of the day and so if you wake up in the morning, you're like, you know what? My fund's doing pretty good. I think I'm going to sell out. Well, by the end of the day, it could have dropped 5 or 10%. And guess what? That's when you get to sell it. ETFs, on the other hand, trade like a stock. Now, they are a basket of stocks, just like a mutual fund. You own a whole bunch of them inside of a fund. So you don't own the stock itself. You own a portion of the fund. But the fees are greatly reduced you may have heard of index funds that track an index like the s p 500 well a lot of these indexes there's not a whole lot of trading going on so the management fees are greatly greatly reduced most etfs are load free which means commission-free, and so there are no front-end commissions, there's no back-end commissions, so that's why they've gained in popularity over the years, and people are flooding out of old-school mutual funds into ETFs, and I would tell you to do the same. Um, Talk to your advisor before you do that, or obviously in order to do that, but uh, be prepared for a little bit of pushback, because you might be using an advisor that thrives on commissions, and they're not going to get paid, so that's probably why they didn't recommend them to you in the first place. Okay. Um, Hopefully that helped out with some of the questions about the difference between ETFs and mutual funds. Um, If you got more questions about that, schedule a phone call with me, visit the website, click on the button. I would be glad to help you. I'm going to take another quick minute break. And when I come back, I'm going to get into my wrap up segment where I'm going to give you some action items that you can be implementing right away. I'm going to have at least three of these for you and um, you can be putting these straight to work. So don't be going anywhere. I'll be back in two minutes. Hey guys, Dr. Todd Royce from Chiropractic First in downtown Reading. It blows my mind how many people live in pain, but they don't have to. How many people put up with headaches and back pain and can't play golf or pick up their kids or grandkids, We often have permanent solutions to pain where people didn't think it was even possible. Come check us out at our downtown Reading office or call our office at 243-0889 or visit us on the web at CairoFirstReading.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We're headed into our last segment, which is my wrap up. An action item segment. I always want to give you action items at the end of every show that you can be implementing right away. And there are a couple of snippets from each of the segments that we've walked through, some of the different things, um, and then just kind of boiled down to give you, you know, a couple of things you can be doing right now um, or this week coming up to uh, to get you on track for retirement. Now, if you missed any of the show, um, you can catch it a couple of different ways. You can visit the website. Patrick McNally.com. up in the top corner, click on the podcast tab. And um, the, the show is usually uploaded and ready to go um, at about 10 o'clock, which is coming up here real soon. So um, you'll find it there in the next hour or so. And you can kind of skip around into the parts that you like, but uh, you can also find it on any podcast. If you're a podcast listener, like on iTunes or Google, Amazon, Spotify, stuff like that, just uh, search uh, retirement lifestyles. With Patrick McNally, you'll find all of the shows there. But in the first um, segment, we kind of talked about, you know, investing for retirement versus investing in retirement, and I walked you through a timeline of very specific ages, some of the more important ones, and kind of gave you um, a bird's eye view of how to consider investing during those different ages. For example, you know, when you get your first job, you're you're first introduced to a 401k, that's when it's the time to take some risk, invest in the equities inside those 401k. Don't be doing bonds, don't be doing cash, stuff like that. Um, You want to go for it. And then I walked through, you know, as you start getting closer and closer to retirement, That's when you start considering making some allocation changes, maybe pulling back a little bit on the risk and really putting a plan together so that when you get into retirement, um, you have the best chance of success. So my number one action item for you is to take some time this week and review your allocation with your current age in mind. Okay, So take a little bit of time and look at your 401k and look at what you own. If you're still investing in that 401k, You know, are you taking enough risk? Are you taking too much risk? Do you have a plan? Are you five years or less to retiring? you want to, uh, you know, start considering maybe pulling some of that back and how you could do that. Um, so definitely take a look at your allocation with your current age in mind. Number two, and this went with my mailbag segment, and thank you again to the two, uh, two nice individuals on my Facebook group that allowed me to put this in, but I want you to consider phasing into retirement. Consider phasing into retirement. That segment really talked about, you know, as you get closer to retirement, you know, one of, one of the individuals said, I'm getting some cold feet. Like I'm looking at my numbers and I don't know if I'm going to do it right. You know, it's like a couple years ago, I looked at my numbers and they were spot on and I was confident. And now I can like actually see the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm, I'm there and I'm not so confident. First of all, that feeling is very normal. But also one thing that you can be doing, which kind of goes to the first uh, post, was talking that she, uh, she was given the opportunity to continue working at her current employer, but part time and with way more flexible hours and vacation and stuff like that. And she likes her coworkers. She likes her boss. And so you don't have to just completely retire 100%. You don't have to do that. Most people aren't doing that anymore. It's it's kind of again, it's going to this new buzzword if you will of phasing into retirement, not just completely walking away from work, and then you just wake up and go, what do I do now? Because I, I often hear from a lot of people who been retired for two, three years, and they're like, I'm bored. I'm going to go back to work. you know. So it's very normal to think that way. Here's what it's going to do for you. Number one, it's going to give you a little extra money, so that could provide you a little bit of peace of mind. And number two, uh, well, that's kind of the deal. It's going to give you a little bit of extra money, a little bit of peace of mind, and, and so from an emotional standpoint, that can definitely help you. If you're feeling the cold feet about completely retiring, um, maybe consider talking to your HR manager. See if there's some different things you can be doing um, and potentially... Uh, continue to work, but much more flexible. I think that's a great idea. Number three, I want you to review the fees and expenses inside of your mutual fund. So at the end of the last segment, I did kind of a bonus from last week where I broke down in a little more detail the difference between mutual funds and ETFs and the big single biggest difference are the fees and costs involved. Mutual funds are stinking expensive. Um, they got fund managers that they can be charging, overcharging you. You got turnover costs. You've got, st- you've got brokers and advisors who sell these to you. So you've got all kinds of commissions and loads. And that's the old way of doing it, guys. You don't need to do that anymore. Consider ETFs. Um, you know, as a mutual fund alternative, they're, they're index funds. they most of them are no no commissions. Um, the, the the expenses inside them are are minuscule. So you want to consider those. Now, um, maybe a little bit different in retirement. I will tell you, it's totally different the way we do it in retirement. But I want you to to find out what you're paying in fees and see if you can change it up a little bit. All right. So my preview for next week could be the final show of this month. Is this how to build? A bulletproof investment plan in retirement. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Now, be sure to get your free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, at patrickmcnally.com. You can also schedule a phone call with me there because I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to answer any questions that you have. And with that, I'm going to say I wish you the best in retirement. Have you seen so a